Thursday morning, Rosh Chodesh morning, JM in the AM, this time each and every Monday through Thursday. It's by David Goldwasser, his words, Zechonishmas Harav Zeb, Nabil Sevalevi. Zechonishmas Esther, Basrabil Sevalevi. And today is my grandfather's yard site, so we will also say Ilunishmas Harav Yosef Ben Chaim Nasan Halevi. Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk. Good morning. A mission in Perkyava states, Be careful in performing a minor mitzvah, just as a person would be careful in performing a major mitzvah, for we don't know the reward that is given for each mitzvah. We calculate the cost of a mitzvah against its reward, and the reward of a sin against its cost. The Hafla comments on this and notes that if we don't know the reward for each mitzvah, how could we possibly assess its value? He cites the Talmud in Chulin. There was once an individual who stole a mitzvah of Kisay Adam, covering the blood from the person who had shechted the bird. Rabban Gamliel determined that the injured party should be paid ten golden pieces. How was this amount estimated? Rabban Gamliel established how much the mitzvah was worth to the person from who it had been stolen. The injured party revealed his assessment of his own personal value of the mitzvah. Had he not, the guilty party would have been obligated to pay whatever price was demanded of him. The, the Hafla says, this is how we read the Mishnah, Be scrupulous in performing a minor mitzvah as in a major mitzvah, for we don't know the reward given for each of the mitzvahs. The reward for the mitzvah can be assessed by calculating the personal value of the mitzvah and also the punishment for Navera by one's personal evaluation of the worth of the Avera. The Aflo concludes that one who does a mitzvah solely because of his deep love for Hashem and he really doesn't consider the reward he's going to receive, his compensation is indeed infinite. A wealthy man with a wonderful daughter was seeking an equally extraordinary son-in-law. When he finally found a suitable character, he invited the father to come meet with him so that they could finalize the Shidduch. Since the prospective Mechutan lived in a faraway city, the father of the girl sent a magnificent carriage to transport him. The two parents met for a few hours, but the father of the young man seemed reluctant. When the wealthy man saw it, he offered him a deal sweetener. Aside from the substantial dowry that his daughter would bring to the marriage, the wealthy man promised the Mechutan an additional 400 gold pieces. The prospective Mechutan was still hesitant. The girl's father then tried another tactic. He turned to the young man who was sitting on the side of the table and proposed the shidduch directly to him. The young man immediately accepted. They wished each other mazel tov, drank a l'chaim, and signed the tenoim without the approval of the father. A while later, the father of the chassan approached the man and said, Where are the 400 golden coins you promised me? The wealthy man said, Oh no, It's true that I offer you that large sum of money, but that was only so you would be amenable to the Shidduch. Now that the Shidduch was finalized without you, we have no business together. Similarly, the Dumno Magid points out, Hashem Yisbarach makes a Shidduch among Klal Yisrael. It's between the Guf and the Neshama. When the Neshama wants to perform a mitzvah, it needs the cooperation of the Guf. If the Guf or the body is amenable, and helps the neshama achieve its desires, then the goof is rewarded in this world. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser, 
bringing you morning chizik. Have a nice day. <laughs>